service this morning. It's good to be in church. Amen. Praise God, we met Wednesday, first time we met uh, since I had the COVID, and Stephanie had that and better and so good. Here, we just have one task. That's filling up this side over here. Stephen looks so lonely or by itself. Okay. I can fix that. Hey, I can fix that up. I got a spare I'll bring him tonight. But uh, no, it, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. You're good to see you this morning. Are there any prayer requests this morning? Yes, Miss Charlotte. Okay. Anybody else, Mom? Yeah. And she's very, very weak. Got COVID in. Oh, I know she's back in or assisted living. All right, anybody else? Anything? Anybody? We can't do nothing about it until we pray about it. Okay, we'll take one in here. Wonderful, right? Thank you. 
271. 271. I come to the garden. Oh, in the garden. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear calling on my ear the Son of God is
when we back in our, in our Sunday morning series, First Thessalonians, uh, our series, the title of it is Faith Under Fire. Faith Under Fire. And again, as we talked about, it uh, wasn't last Sunday because, of course, I had COVID last Sunday, but we talked about Sunday before last. This is the very first church that Paul wrote a letter to. First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, chapter one. Chapter one. Verses one through six. But I'm going to go ahead and read the entire chapter, just ten verses, and we're going to we're going to look. We're going to kind of since we had a week in between, we're going to try to kind of catch up with what we did two weeks ago. So beginning there in verse 1, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus, unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, the sight of God and our Father, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction the joy of the Holy Ghost, that ye were examples to all that believe in Macedonia. From you, about the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia, faith, awkward, but so we need not speak. They themselves told us what manner of to be back in this building. Grateful. Feel as good. Thankful that you're happy. Thankful that you're happy. Lord, the people. People are too. God, we pray that you speak through see your message. Lord, that the out in I pray you Lord, I just want to... Excuse me. Name up.
much with assurance, amen?
being knit together in love and under all reach assurance of the acknowledgement Amen. I have assurance that Bible tells me. And finally, Hebrews 6, 11, desire that every one of you diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. In other words, stay with the stuff. Keep on keeping on. Be the same day in and day out. Don't pass off Jesus. Question it. Amen. Listen, and hope of the end. God is coming for you. And it's going to be all right. I want us to look this The verses that follow this give the basis for Paul's faith in connection with the Thessalonian Christians. And at the same time, gives the basis for our faith in God is able to save them who trust in Christ. It was. 
If we get saved, you know what they did? They said, you know what, I'd rather go to heaven. I'd rather go to heaven than, 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 than anything. So even if it costs us, blood of Jesus, even if everybody in this world turns on me, I'd rather be with Jesus than have this whole wide world. And they knew that they knew that when they when they received Christ that it was going to. They had to know. But the third thing I see about this is that they received the word with joy about In other words, in spite of the affliction, Wait a minute. 
have the, the capstone of all of it. Uh, the, Thessalo- the Thessalonians, they not only had the word come to them, they not only had received the word, but their salvation was manifested in their life and testimony. I've seen people, I've seen people that, uh, you know, they came down to the altar, they, they talked to the preacher, said, hey, everybody got saved, and, 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 and then they, never, and they drop out and they never kill them. I, I, when I was in Longview, Texas, I worked the bus route. We brought in busloads of kids every so I got a friend out in North Carolina, and they run buses. They bring in busloads. opposition and immediately the, the power of the Holy Ghost showed up in their
Bible says that they turned to God. Verse 9, he said, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, how ye turned to God from idols, serve the living through God. It has nothing to do, Moses. I lie to you. Modern medicine is based on any more based on trying to heal. It's doing and doing doing the least amount of harm. It's about making money. Days for the part. I don't know, but but Dionysus and Aphrodite. Dionysus being male. Of to know is. Dionysus is an echo of Baal. He is he is a he is a down of Baal who is who is Nimrod who is the sun god. And, and
of the gospel. But he also impressed on truth about I'm so glad of that. I'm so glad I ain't got to, I don't have to face what's coming to this. I'm so glad that as we see all these things starting to come to pass, all this technology merging with, with uh, biology and things, all the electronics merging with, with, with human flesh, we're going to see that more and more and more, which... Uh, Doctrines right there in that one. Wrath is coming. Mark it down. Coming. And the first, the closing chapter of, the, of First Revelations. I mean, I'm sorry, First Revelation. The closing chapter of First Thessalonians.
Like a lot of people be discouraged. If they was looking for him way back then, and we're still looking for him now. Don't let that discourage you. Listen, Christ coming is not delayed. It's never been delayed one moment. God's not sitting up there going, well, you know, No, he's got it all lined up. God knows the moment. He knows the hour. And it's going to happen just like he's planned for it to happen. But even though, even though they were looking way back then, Paul believed the Lord would return in his own time. I believe that with all my heart when I read the scriptures. This day and time is right for the Lord's return. Things are lined up that weren't. The scriptures weren't even written at that point in time, all of it. But now that we have the canon of scripture closed, there's been too many things that are taking place. We're coming close. We're coming very, very close to the coming of the Lord. And lastly here, there's a challenge. This first chapter of First Thessalonians, it gives us a challenge. It gives a challenge to every Christian. And the first challenge is this. What do people think about when they pray for us? How do people think about you when they pray for you? Do they remember the work of faith that you do? Do they remember the labor of love that you've given in their lives? Do they remember the patience and hope that you have in looking for Jesus to come? That's what Paul did when he when he thought on these people. That's what the Bible told us. He thought about how they how they because they were saved, they worked for the Lord. They give everything they had to Jesus, and they were patient, waiting on Him to come. Do, do people see in our lives the evidence that the Word of God has come to us in power, like it came to them? Can people see that we've been transformed? by the Holy Spirit moving into our life, that we've been made followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we're not doing our own way and going our own way and charting our own course, but we're following the Lord Jesus. Do people see that in us? Do people see us exercise our faith when times get hard, or do they see us fall apart? Do we have evidence of the joy of the Holy Ghost of God living in our being? Do people see that when they look at me and you? That's something we need to think about. Do we exhibit a transformed life for people to see? Do we have a testimony that Jesus is our all in all and that he is our sufficient Savior? Do we have that? Do people know that? Or do they have to guess that about us? Because we never share it. Is it true of us, like them, that there's a living hope of the coming Lord in us? The same one who loved us and died for our sins and rose from the grave in victory over it. This letter may have been written a long time ago to Christians who've long since gone to heaven, but the truth's still there. Truth's still there. And may the truth of this chapter keep living on. Not on the written, not just the written pages of the Word of God, but may it live on our hearts. May we seek to have a work of faith in our life. May we seek to show the evidence of Christ. May, may people see in us 
a joy that cannot be changed by this world. Do people see that in you? That's my question for you this morning. Do people look at you and say, man, that life right there, you can tell that Christ has come in. Does that happen in your life? Has anybody ever said to you, man, I just appreciate you so much. I just appreciate, I, I just I just see the Lord in you. I just see the Lord working in your life. Has anybody ever said that to you? I'm going to tell you what a joy that is when somebody does. Share that with you. Say, I can tell the Lord is working in your life. I just want to let you know that. What a testimony that is. If we don't have that kind of testimony, we need to get on our knees before God, or we need to bow our heads before God, and we need to come to him and say, Lord, fix what's wrong in me so that others see Jesus in me. I want others to see Christ in me, don't you? Amen. Let's stand together. We're going to have a song of invitation, and as soon as we do, if God's dealing with your heart, I urge you to come and do this with him.
think some places that ought to be sung, I surrender some. I surrender a little. Shouldn't be that way, though. It ought to be all. God doesn't want a little. He wants all of you. He didn't just pay for a little of you either, did he? And I'm glad he didn't pay for a little. Because that means my salvation would run out. Aren't you glad it don't run out? Amen. So you know what? We'll not run out on God either. Amen. So let's let God have us. If you haven't done that, I urge you. You don't have to be in church to do that. You get home, you'd be sitting on your couch, and the Holy Spirit move on your heart, and you just get on your knees right there and give you. Not, I'm not saying getting saved. I'm talking about surrender. Amen. Because, again, salvation means that you paid for it. Surrender means that you're giving God what he paid for. There's a difference. Think on that. Amen. All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and be dismissed. And I'll see you back here hopefully at 6. I hope you plan to come back and be with us on Sunday night. I can tell you, I'm not, I don't get mad at you when you don't come, but I feel bad because I know you need three to thrive. You really do. You need Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. You need Sunday school, too, if you can get it, because I can tell you, the devil's throwing way more at you than God's giving you. So you need it. Amen. I urge you to be here. Love you. I hope you have a blessed afternoon. I hope God I hope God's good to you, and I know he will be, and I hope, I hope the Lord blesses you and you have a good time. Uh, and, uh, good work.
not a picture of She'll just miraculously get past it. Oh, my God. 